this fiscal year is going to be the most transformative one from a budgetary standpoint in the history of USF, and it's going to launch us on our journey to the top 25. July 1st will mark the start of a new fiscal year. During this episode of Insight USF, the podcast, we'll dig a little deeper into USF's new state budget. I'm Tom Wolf with University Communications and Marketing. Before we get started, let us know what you think about the podcast. Please fill out a short survey and share your thoughts on the topics covered and other aspects that influence your decision to tune in. You'll find a link at the top of the podcast website. Joining me is Mark Walsh, USF's Assistant Vice President for Government Relations. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. When the governor signed the state budget earlier this month, President Law described it as the most transformative in USF's history. Let's talk about several of the specific items in the budget, starting with a $55 million recurring increase to USF's operational budget. What are the impacts of that? Well, the impacts are going to be very profound, and they're going to be felt across the entirety of USF on, on every campus and every college uh, and every um, office. You know, every employee will feel the benefits of, of this investment. It's, it's the largest single-year recurring investment the legislature has ever made in any state university. It's that significant. That's why you hear the president, to borrow her phrase, say transformational, transformative budget. Uh, and really what it's designed to do is to uh, help finance our plan, the strategic plan of how to get USF, one USF, to the top 25 public universities in America. And these are the resources that are going to help us do that. And uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes in terms of where is the best, you know, uh, use of these funds, but they'll be spread throughout the university, so everybody's going to see a lot of benefit from it, because it's that significant of an investment, the $55 million recurring operational support increase. The reason we've sort of drawn a distinction between that and some of the other funds we'll probably talk about is that this is really an investment in the enterprise. It's not for one specific activity. It's because they believe that we are poised to become the next top 25 public university in America. That'll be the third one in Florida. Uh, which is significant for the state, and the legislature has uh, high confidence in University of South Florida, in particular our board of trustees and our president, to take us there and have made this sizable investment to um, and ask them to prioritize that to make sure that, that we continue to rise in the rankings and ultimately reach that goal. We don't know that $55 million is enough to get us to the top 25, but it's such a significant first step that we uh, have – you know, we're looking forward to to the benefits of seeing, you know, where those investments can pay off in students in particular, faculty in particular, uh, but also staff and, and, and new programs, expanded programs, better access to the university, better scholars, uh, both at the student and the faculty level coming to USF in the future, better student success outcomes, things like that, that matter in the rankings. And they matter to us. So we're extremely excited about it. I think that there's a lot to look forward to. And, and one of the... Uh, The important aspects of it is that it is recurring, which means that the legislature is advising future legislatures that they should continue to make this investment. It's not a one-time only $55 million. Uh, It's never a guarantee because each legislature writes their own budget, but they're basically – we're in a position where in the future, the base startup where the legislature will start making decisions about budgeting will be at this increased level of $55 million. So we have high predictability it will be there in the future, which makes it much more useful to us to be able to invest in 
new faculty salaries, uh, you know, um, student investments that are more than one-time expenditures. And so the recurring nature of it is probably as critical as anything else. And like I said, that's the largest recurring single-year increase that any public university in the state of Florida has ever received. So we're, we're very grateful. Yeah, that's impressive. Several of the line items in the budget are related to USF Health. Can you elaborate on those? I can. Uh, that's, a, that's a good observation. And some of that has to do with um, really the pandemic, you know, brought first and foremost in the minds of, the, of legislators, you know, just how critical our, our health services are, and in particular, nursing. And, uh, and they came to us. It was not our intention to go into the session. We were focused on that $55, 50000000 million request for increased operating funds, some of which might have been spent on nursing. But they basically mm-hmm. said to us, we're, we want to help you with that. But we need help as a state with our nursing shortage. And we believe that USF can help us. You're, you, you, know, you have operate one of the largest and most successful nursing programs in the state already. Can, is there more that you can do? And so we went you know, to the drawing board, worked with Dean Menon and, and, um, and uh, Dr. Lockwood and others, and, and came up with a plan to say, if you provide these resources, we can expand access to nursing. And some of that has to do with really one of the, the more uh, – binding factors on why we can't have more nursing students today is facility space. And so part of that request was around taking existing USF health facilities, uh, some of which are in use, some of which have been vacated with the new med school built downtown, and to strip them down and rebuild them and into a more modern nursing education environment that we can then admit more students into and, and adequately train them to become nurses. And so the legislature uh, appropriated and the governor approved $33 million to help renovate some of that health space, as well as quite a bit of recurring nursing operating dollars over and above the $55 million we talked about that are specific to nursing. Uh, to help us recruit more faculty, expand our, our uh, availability to students. Because one of the things we know, and it's not unique to USF, but it's particularly acute here, is there are way more people who want to become a nurse than the system can permit them you know, to, to educate them at this point in time. So uh, you know, it's not a shortage of demand from the student side, uh, but there is a shortage of graduates. And so what we're going to try to do is, is – rebuild that space, hire more faculty, offer more access to students who are, you know, willing and want to become nurses. And, and the plan is to graduate 500 additional nursing students over and above what we're doing now at full capacity once we're able to do that. But the space in particular was key. And so for the legislature to provide that $33 million, the governor to sign off on it was, um, you know, a, a significant achievement because without the space, if they had just given us money to hire more faculty, we wouldn't really have been able to expand our, our number of students we could admit because we're just out of space. So we're going to do some interesting things there in terms of simulation activities as well, which allow us to uh, simulate a nursing environment. One of the other challenges with nursing is uh, finding clinical rotation spots in hospitals, and we could do some of that virtually now with simulation equipment. So Dean Man is very forward-thinking about how we might do that. And so some of the renovation that we're contemplating will, will include a significant amount of simulated nursing education as well, which allows us to bring in more students without having to find them each in an individual slot all the time for all their rotations. So it's a, it's a very exciting thing, and, and probably the most exciting thing for people to understand is the legislature came to USF and said, you're already a leader. We believe in you. How can you do more? And our president responded to that call, and, and they financed it. They, they provided the funds to do so. So it was a, it was a significant uh, day for us because they, they sought us out in particular and said, you guys are the best at this. How can we give you more to help the state out with its very significant shortfall of available nurses? Definitely. 
I use your term significant for my next question. There's, there's a significant amount budgeted for cybersecurity related activities. What does that entail? Well, that's another uh, issue where, you know, the, the, the legislature, as it looks at the state and what are the needs and what are the most critical crises now and in the future facing our state, nursing was one, cybersecurity was another. And again, they, they came to the University of South Florida and said, Cyber Florida, or the Florida Center for Cybersecurity is its official name, but we call it Cyber Florida, is located here at USF. It's, it's within USF. It serves the entire state. Uh, on a on an education and a research and a public outreach, you know, sort of mission related to cybersecurity, and in particular, the Speaker of the House, Speaker Sprouls, um, you know, I give him credit for this because he he recognizes what a threat you know uh, we face as a state from cyber, some of our outdated resources, uh, government computer systems, et cetera. And he asked Cyber Florida and pay and provided the funds thirty seven million. Uh, towards two specific efforts. One is to do a threat assessment here, um, you know, overseen by by USF and Cyber Florida over the uh, what are the critical shortages that the entire state of Florida has, and in particular our government sector. Uh, and they've asked Cyber Florida to do that seven million. They've also provided thirty million. The other thirty million of the thirty-seven is for training of government employees, state and, and local government employees, that Cyber Florida will oversee to try to help you know, raise the awareness of the, the average, you know, whether it's managerial level or down to, the, you know, every level of government service, how they should be aware of and what they can do to help mitigate, you know, threats from cybersecurity, um, you know, bad actors in particular. Then they've also provided more funds that just increase the number of degrees that we grant in this area because it's an extremely um, lucrative profession and there aren't enough graduates currently to fill the positions. And so they've provided, on top of that money, additional recurring dollars to the university, mo- mainly to try to, um, to expand our ability to graduate people who are prepared for that line of work. Uh, and so, you know, again, it's a, it's a great day for USF because they looked at this problem as a statewide issue and who should we take the solution to. And University of South Florida was the one, in this case, the one and only university that was awarded the cybersecurity funding uh, because they view us as the leaders in that sphere. Another big ticket item is funding for maintenance and repair of university facilities. What can you tell us about those funds and how they will be used? Uh, well, I can tell you a little bit about it. The you know, I can tell you it's desperately needed. We we own a lot of property at USF. We have we have you know hundreds of buildings, many of which are very old. They date back to the you know the first days of the university, where a lot of our our, our property was built in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, we've added some since, which are in better condition. But those things that are that are older, there's a there's a property in St. Pete at the College of Marine Science that is older than the University of South Florida. It's actually an old World War II barracks that many of our College of Marine Science faculty are working in. It's older than the university itself. And so there's a lot of need out there for just general maintenance and repair, deferred maintenance. When you go through budget struggles, as you know, we've had to do in recessions and things, one of the first things that you put off is kind of routine maintenance because you need those dollars to prioritize to, to other parts of the operation. So there's a significant backlog across the entire state university system of, of properties that need maintenance. Uh, you know, facilities in particular. So there's quite a list. I, the legislature, this is one of the, the you know, more forward-thinking things they did. All, it doesn't sound sexy. It, it, you know, it's, it's necessary to take care of these taxpayer-owned um, assets. 
and nobody likes to go and advocate for maintenance of the AC system. I mean, that's not what they're going to go home, come home and campaign on, but it's very important. So what they did is they took a portion of the federal COVID assistance dollars that were provided to states. Some states that are in you know pretty dire financial straits right now took that money and used it on basic operations. Florida's doing very, very well in terms of our tax receipts. So this was extra money that the legislature had available to it. And they prioritize it to one-time expenditures because it's not a recurring source. It'll only be there this one time, but they they prioritize it, these type of things. And they gave about $450 million to the state university system to maintain these older facilities and, you know, sort of fix uh, air quality issues and, and uh, roofs and, and, you know, other types of maintenance that are just necessary but that are never anybody's number one priority with the legislature. And of that, about $73 million came to USF. So we got a significant portion of that $450 million came here. So we have about... 72 and a half, 73 million, I believe, worth of, of projects that'll be doled out over the course of at least a year, I would think. Uh, and those are for, for assets on all three campuses as well. In particular, St. Pete got a, um, a share uh, dedicated specifically to it, and then the rest is kind of Tampa, who has the majority of the facilities, obviously. What about funding for campus life facility projects? Yeah, this is what we call the Capital Improvement Trust Fund fee. It's a per credit hour fee that are paid by students. And the legislature created it many years ago for the purpose of funding facilities that are not educational per se in nature. So if it's a chemistry lab, the taxpayers or the university figure out a way to pay for that. If it's intramural fields or student wellness facilities, et cetera, that's funded by the Capital Improvement Trust Fund fee. And that goes through the legislature every year, even though we collect it locally. It's, it's at their discretion to, you know, uh, to oversee the spending of it. And so they awarded us about $6.5 million worth of, of um, CITF, cam, um, campus improvement funds, uh, again, to be spent in USF Health and all three campuses. Uh, a vis- uh, a very visible example of that would be the wellness center that's being constructed in the uh, the Yingling Center parking lot. That's funded by CITF, uh, and it's going to be a, a wonderful, you know, um, health tool and asset for students for generations to come who will be able to visit it and, and get their wellness um, treatments and checkups. And so that's we're excited about that. That's something that, uh, again, it's not something that is ever going to be the, the you know a president's or a board of trustees' number one priority, but it's critical to campus life. And so when we secure those funds, which the legislature provided and the governor signed off on, uh, it, it makes a difference. You know, uh, one of those, uh, another example of that might be a student center that we're um, constructing or hoping to construct at the Sarasota Manatee campus or the remodel and, and updating of the student center on the St. Pete campus as well. So those are examples of, of you know, the funding that we've secured that, that you know, your listeners might look forward to seeing actually be put into use over the next few months and, and throughout the course of the fiscal year. You mentioned Sarasota Manatee. There are funds for planning for that campus. Can you talk about that? I can. We're very excited about this. This is something that has been uh, critical in the president's mind uh, to make sure that, that we pulled off uh, this session. I give her the full credit because the, the Sarasota Manatee campus, we see a lot of potential for growth there. They are uh, operating out of a single facility that was built, I believe it opened in the summer of 2006. So since 2006, there has not been a state-funded new facility at the Sarasota Manatee campus. They're essentially completely out of space. And so our trustees have been prioritizing for a few years building the next academic facility at the Sarasota Manatee campus, particularly focused on nursing and STEM-related educational activities for students. 
and uh, it was not on the Board of Governors, our oversight body's list of projects that they had vetted yet, but the president, like I said, I give her credit for this, you know, basically viewed it and said, this is a one, uh, you know, a one in a thousand year type session where we have all this non-recurring revenue available. I want to see if we can push that Sarasota Manatee project to the forefront and get the legislature to buy in now. And so we did that, even though it wasn't officially blessed at the state level yet, uh, because we viewed it as a window in time and something that we wanted to do for our one USF vision for what we might do on that campus. So the legislature appropriated the first $3 million. The governor signed off on that in early June. Uh, so that they, um, it's a significant step because the hardest part about getting a new facility funded through the legislature is the first year. Once the legislature has agreed to fund it in any amount and the governor has signed off, typically that project is going to get done. It might be a few years so you accumulate all the funds, but there's not a question really anymore about will it happen? Our university can look forward to seeing a brand new facility at some point in the, hopefully in the not too distant future at Sarasota Manatee where we can you know, greatly expand our footprint down there and our availability of, of educational you know, uh, opportunities say, for students. Serve, serve more students. Absolutely, uh, particularly in, in disciplines that you know, are, are critical to our state's future like nursing and you know, STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. What other elements of the budget are important for our colleagues to know about? We've touched on a couple of the key ones. Yeah, there, there's a lot. I mean, this was a, a significant budget. There's more than in excess of $200 million of new investment by the, by the legislature, by the taxpayers of Florida, into the University of South Florida just for this fiscal year, a big portion of which will recur, hopefully, in the future. I mean, it's scheduled to. It's, it's appropriated as recurring funding, so we hope it will. So, uh, So I think that, you know, what I would say is that the president's term is a good one. This is transformational. And I think your listeners and our, our colleagues across every part of USF are going to see improvement, are going to see uh, added investment, right, you know, it'll be right in front of their eyes based on this budget because there's enough and it's deployed across USF and we have a plan, a strategic plan of how we're going to deploy that to get to the top 25. So they're, they're, isn't going to be a person connected to USF who doesn't see the fruits of what's in this budget, whether it's in cyber or nursing or operational increases or new facilities, et cetera. So it's really, really an exciting time for us. And, and I think people will, you know, look back on, on 2022 as the year where USF really launched into a new category. And hopefully it sets the stage, as you're saying, for future funding from the legislature. Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, right now the, the economy is doing very well from a Florida tax receipt. You know, we, we ebb and flow a bit with how that does. When there's a recession, they have to cut back when they're doing well. You know, one of the things that I, I've reiterated to people is they should look at this as the, as the culmination of sort of 10 years of hard work of the last strategic plan. The legislature didn't have opportunities at some point to make big investments throughout that entire time. When they had it, they gave the most money to USF. And that wouldn't have been possible if not for the tremendous growth in our grad rate, right? the tremendous growth in our student profile, the visibility of USF on the national stage. So everybody has played a part in this. It just takes a little while and the stars sort of have to align and the economy has to be there for us to feel the fruits of that. And that's really what this year has been. Uh, and so, you know, I, I want to make sure when I, when I speak to groups that they understand that that time that they went over and above and helped a student graduate in four years as opposed to five, this is the reward for that. And they're seeing it. And they, should, they should be proud of that because they played a part. That's a great point. 
Thanks very much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks to all of you for listening. We welcome your ideas for future episodes. Please visit MyUSF or directly at usf.edu slash insideusf to share your suggestions. Special thanks to our production team at WUSF Public Media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on MyUSF or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Copyright 2022, the University of South Florida.